I Love Mortgage Brokering, Episode 73. If you're prepared to take your mortgage business to the next level, there is only one place to go. I Love Mortgage Brokering with your host, Scott Peckberg. Hi, Broker Nation. I am thrilled to introduce our guest today. Caleb Alston is a co-founder and CEO of Delighted. It's an app that allows you to get useful feedback from your customers. Some of, some of his clients include the TED Conference, Eventbrite, uh, and Goodreads, which is a division of Amazon. This app is awesome. I've been using it in my mortgage business, and I've tracked down Caleb and said, hey, man, I want to chat. I, I'm, I'm totally stoked for this. Are you ready to rock today, Caleb? Let's do it. Awesome. So can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your business? Yeah, so um, uh, Delighted is a product uh, that helps people get really great feedback from their customers. We got started about two and a half years ago now. And in my previous life, I was doing product design and product management. And we sort of had seen this challenge in our previous businesses that we had been a part of. Of We all wanted better feedback from our customers. And we were all just really busy doing our, our work just to make the product and make the experience happen. And so we rarely actually talk to our customers. And so we wanted to make a product that would make it really drop dead simple to always get really great feedback from customers so that you understood how you were doing and use that feedback to improve. So for, for me personally, um, it's sort of been uh, really exciting to take this passion of building really great products and really wanting to make great stuff and help a lot of other companies do that as well. Right. And I love the app. We were chatting before we got on the air and I was just explaining sort of how I'm using it and integrating it into my mortgage practice. And and we'll share some of that in, the, in a couple minutes. But so before you got into the app, what were you doing before you got into the app building business? Yeah. So I've actually been working on uh, startups and products um, ever since college. Um, I actually left college early uh, to join a startup. Um, so I, I didn't even graduate college actually, but uh, sort of always had a love of, of technology. My parents were programmers. I was always more interested in the design side of things. And so I've sort of merged the design and, and engineering uh, sides of, of the house together. And so worked at different companies. I worked at photo book companies, uh, worked at companies doing iPhone apps, uh, worked at a really big live video company. And so just sort of been around and building uh, products and, and startups um, for for my, my sort of adult career, I suppose. Can you, you say the name of any of those companies you worked at? Like yeah, name so, dropping because yeah, you know name sure. dropping is always good. It's like oh yeah, okay, this guy is like you know. Yeah, so the first one was a company called Scraplog, um, which was sort of in the in the mid two thousands era, uh, making photo books online and and doing online scrapbooking. Then I went to a company called Justin TV, um, which let people live broadcast, uh, and that company actually uh, morphed into a company called Twitch, um, which was recently sold to Amazon for a billion dollars, um, wow. and uh, and then. After that, I started a company called Yobongo, um, and we raised some some venture capital and uh, launched at South by Southwest, and and eventually were acquired uh, by a company called Mixbook. And it was at Mixbook where I built a product called Mosaic, which lets you make a photo book on your iPhone, and was sort of where we really got into this idea of of needing a better way to get feedback than a traditional boring long survey. Um, and, uh, and so that's what sort of led us into, into delighted thing about the whole tech space. It makes me think of like, you know, you've seen those pictures of the fish and there's like the small fish, and there's a little bigger fish eating it. And then another fish that's a little bit bigger and then a giant fish. And that's kind of what happens to these tech companies. They start out small and then they get acquired by a bigger one and a bigger one. And they just keep kind of, uh, ballooning into, 
So that's pretty cool. So I, I want to ask you about quote because I love quotes. I love how they're portable. They're memorable. I, I use them all the time uh, just to keep me on track. So can you share a quote that's really had an impact on your life or business? Yeah. So the one I really love is, uh, is by Walt Disney, actually. And it's uh, the way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. Um, and, you know, I think for for a lot of folks and, and for me, it's always fun and interesting to analyze everything and think about all the possibilities and all the options and really try and make something perfect to fight that um, sort of tendency to, to want to just analyze everything. And it's always helpful for me to remember that nothing ever gets done unless you actually do it. And that, you know, for for any sort of company or any new product, you have to just start somewhere. And the act of getting started is is really powerful because it builds and it snowballs into something. And so it's just sort of a helpful thing for me to remember, like all these amazing things, Disney World, all these amazing animation films, all this stuff was, um, you know, had to get started somewhere. And when it got started, it was nothing. Um, and so that's sort of a really powerful, powerful idea. I love that quote. The way to get started is to quit talking. And st- I love to talk. So the problem for me is I'm like, I can talk all day, but nobody's going to pay me to talk. So it's totally, I love that. So how have you applied that recently? Is there a situation where you were like, hey, we have this thing that maybe we're looking at doing and in, and you're like, we need to just get this thing going. So can you share something that where you've applied that? Yeah. I mean, one that was, uh, you know, I think a lot of folks think about a lot is pricing your product, pricing your service. And we spent a lot of time in the early days talking about how we were going to price the product, how much it would cost. And what we did was we just started with a price that we thought was fair for our usage and just had one price and started talking to customers about it and saying, hey, do you think this is a fair price? And some people said yes. Some people said, you know, my business is a little smaller. I'd like to pay a little bit less. And, you know, about this price, about $25 or about $50 would be better for me a month. And we're like, okay, great. And we made a plan for that. And over time, we've just sort of honed in on where people feel most comfortable, where they're getting the value versus, you know, coming out of the gate with a prescriptive set of like 10 plans and doing crazy amounts of research and trying to guess. We just sort of started in one place and let people pull us in either direction. And and I think it's just uh, it was just sort of a conversation with our customers, actually. And most people are pretty reasonable. And uh, and when you're giving them something that's valuable, they'll they'll pay for it um, if if they know that that's what's expected. And, um, you know, that's just sort of an interesting one where you could spend a lot of time testing and doing research. But ultimately, it, it sort of came down to just starting somewhere and um, iterating from there. Right. That's really, that's really good advice. I love that. So can you share I, one of the things I've known talking to successful mortgage brokers, entrepreneurs and well, app builders recently is that failure happens. It, it happens to everybody, but it's never fatal. And there's always a lesson looking back. So can you share something that you'd failed at and then the lesson that was in it for you? Yeah. So actually in my last company, which was the iPhone chat product, um, I think our uh, one of our big failures was we, we didn't know things. We, we thought things were working and growing at a fast rate but they actually weren't. And we were deluded into believing they were because we had a fair amount of press. Um, you know, we were in the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal. And so we had, you know, reporters saying good things about us. And we had mm-hmm. investors telling us things were going great. Yeah, you know, the outside world was telling us everything was going great. But when we looked at our own numbers, we sort of, you know, used those rose colored glasses and uh, to sort of look at and say, you know, things are probably going pretty well. And, and they just weren't growing as much as we wanted and was sort of necessary for the business. And I sort of, um, it, it would have been wiser of us to block out that outside noise and really have just focus on 
the truth of the situation and sort of made adjustments more quickly and been been a little bit quicker to realize that things weren't going as well as they uh, needed to. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's probably one of the things that we've done a lot differently at Delighted is we've kept the team and our the amount of money we spend every month very low. Um, we've tried to avoid the press for a long time. We've been in business for two and a half, three years now and, and done very little press just to really make sure that the core of the business was really strong, mm-hmm. um, that the the product was really good and had its own merits. You know, one of the things I like thinking about is it's not a huge sports fan, but one of the ideas I really like is this concept that... Um, you know, you'd much rather have uh, a baseball player who is out of shape and, you know, a little bit older, or has some problems that can get around the bases uh, way more often than someone who's in their tip top shape and just like has been practicing forever and just isn't that great because it's much, much more interesting and, and possible to improve something that's already great mm-hmm. than to take something that's sort of already at its peak performance and just not not that great. And so we've tried to remove all these extraneous things from the business that could inflate our sense of how it was going and just really focus on those one-on-one interactions with our customers and their happiness with the product and and take it from there. Right. The numbers never lie. Uh, you actually made me think of the movie. Have you seen the Moneyball movie? The, oh, yeah. So I, I'm not a big sports fan or especially not a wa- I don't like to watch sports. But what I loved about that movie is it's a, the business of baseball, which is interesting. And then how they would select players based on the numbers, not based on the hype and the, you know, oh, this guy's, you know, he's got all of the things that you need to be a successful ball player. But yet it's like, no, what do the numbers tell us? And so that's a good lesson for anybody, myself and my mortgage business or somebody listening is that, you know, look at the numbers and don't don't listen to all of that outside noise that's telling you, they may be telling you you guys are amazing, but the numbers are what you need to be paying attention to. Yeah. And no one knows, no one knows the situation better than you do. And so, you know, I think we're also pretty dubious of advice in general. And so, you know, especially anything I say today, like it, it is from my own experience. Um, and I think, it's very easy to try and look for the silver bullet of, of advice from outsiders and, and believe that that's going to save you or make the, make the business go or change your direction meaningfully. And ultimately, it comes down to you, you know, doing the hard work and figuring out what is the core thing that's going to make this successful and really focusing in on that versus all these other things you could be doing that might be fun or might tangentially be related, but aren't actually the hard work of getting that next client or making your service a little bit better. Um, and I think that's one of the things we try and try and do with Delighted is orient a bit more of your time and energy to the things that your customers care about versus things that you might think are important, but maybe aren't. And just sort of bring to the surface what what's really going on in the business versus what you speculate might be going on. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's great. So now I want to switch to the. So where did the idea for this app come from? So you obviously have a history of building stuff, and uh, this particular app, where did it come from? So we had been doing surveys, and in particular, a very specific kind of survey called the Net Promoter Score, which is a very specific question of how likely are you to recommend, you know, blank to a friend, impact mortgage to a friend or colleague, and that question uh, sort of came about through a lot of research uh, doing customer experience surveys with lots of big companies. And it's sort of that question has become uh, a really great predictor and a really great way to elicit feedback from customers and 
sort of improve over time and understand how loyal customers are. So in our previous businesses, we had been doing that, but we were using a whole bunch of tools to get, to really get that feedback and make it useful. So we would use a survey product like a SurveyMonkey or uh, Google Forms or something like that. Then we'd have to send it out with like a MailChimp or Campaign Monitor or Infusionsoft or some some email tool. And then we'd have to take all the feedback into Excel or Google Docs or something and, and calculate the score and then put it into a presentation to make it useful. And then we'd have to repeat that process every couple days or every week with customers. And so it took hours and hours for us to do it. And as a result, we didn't always do it reliably. And the other challenge was most people on the team never actually saw the feedback because it was on one person's desktop. And in the process of trying to get feedback for this new product we were building, we wanted uh, a product that did all of that. And just was really simple for us to use and make sure we did it great. And um, and so we started trying to find it. We couldn't find it out there. And so we started building it for ourselves with a focus on making an experience for customers that they actually wanted to answer it. You know, we really had gotten lots of surveys over our lifetime and never really met one that we liked to answer. Uh-huh. Uh, they were always too long or too Surveys ugly. Are or... not usually sexy. It's not like something. Exactly. Like, oh, this is a sexy survey. <laughs> so thank you. We we try and I you know we wanted to make a product we would want to answer and, and be happy to receive. So we make it really great on iPhone. We really make it great on any mobile device. And one of the other really powerful things is that you answer right from inside the email itself. We thought that was a really powerful way to make it way more actionable and quick uh, versus clicking on a link to then go to a survey page. And then the other big component we wanted to to invest a lot of time in was making it about the feedback and make a product and dashboard that everyone on the team with no technical training could still see all the feedback in real time. You can even see when people are typing. It's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. You can search through all the feedback so you can see who's talking about pricing, who's talking about you know a particular agent, and even be able to pass things like which sales rep helped the person, which geo are they in, what type of product did they buy. So then you can say, oh, you know, people who work with Andy are really happy and people who work with John are, are a little bit less happy when he's, you know, in the closing process. Those sorts of things make are, are really possible with Delighted that would be, a, you know, crazy difficult to do in Excel unless you were, you know, uh, an Excel wizard. And so that was sort of the inspiration for it. And um, we started working on it nights and weekends. And, um, and once we started sending it out to some friends, we realized that we could help a lot more businesses with it. And so we decided to work on it full time. Right. I, I love it. I think that um, anybody, so I'm going to go on a little tangent here, but anybody who has, a, if you are a mortgage broker and you have a team or you're a real estate agent, and you have a team, you would be crazy not to use this to uh, check basically the the health of your business because it's literally, it's so cool when I get the, when I got the email, the reason I found it is somebody had sent it to me. Like, and I was like, I saw it at the very bottom, I'm like delighted. I'm like, well, this is the coolest survey I've ever seen. So then um, that's how I connected with you guys. But it's so easy to, you don't have to follow a link. Like you said, you don't have to go fill out some survey. You just click a button and depending on the button, that you all do push like it's it's wicked i'll let you actually explain it because i'm getting to it but if you have a team or you have you want to check the health of your business it's a fantastic way to do it people will engage with it it works good on most what percentage of people do you think use mobile to do the feedback do the surveys versus on their desktop do you have like any idea on that yeah so we we track that pretty closely and and what's pretty uh, astounding is that over half of all the responses that come into Delighted come from mobile devices. And so if you look at the emails you're sending your customers and your clients today and the surveys you're sending them, 
if it doesn't work on a mobile device, you're not going to get responses from those people because you're busy and you don't want to fuss, fuss with a survey on your mobile phone that's you know hard to use. And so we spend a lot of time making sure it's great across all those devices, like you said. Mm-hmm. No, it's awesome. So can you share an example of a cool way people are using the app? Yes. Yeah, so um, I think one of the really powerful things people do is uh, because we make it so easy to send and get the feedback in real time, many companies and many customers have gone from sending you know, a quarterly survey or an annual survey uh, if they you know, are, are really sort of um, pressed for time to sending to their clients after some key activity. So it may be after an order is delivered or after they check out of a hotel or when they return the rental car or when they close on a big deal. And so they're getting feedback every single day from customers right at the moment when they're going to have the most to share versus months later when they can't even remember how that experience Mm -hmm. was. And we make it really easy to do that because we integrate with a lot of services. So without any technical help or engineering or, you know, any of that tech stuff, you can point and click and either add emails every week or integrate with a with a service like Zapier and automate that process. And I think our clients who do that see way stronger feedback and results because it just becomes this automated thing that happens and it, it sort of becomes the pulse of what you're doing in the business. Mm-hmm, totally. Well, in my 20s, I was a paramedic. And so I, I love the analogy of it, checking the pulse of your business. And and one of the things we were talking about off air is Zapier. So anybody who's listening, if you've never heard of Zapier, you got to check it out. It's Z-A-P-I-E-R. It's basically the way I describe it. Maybe you, you're more tech technologically you know, advanced than me, but it's like a universal connector that allows you to connect programs so that when something happens in one program, you can trigger an event in another. And so in our, what happens in our business, so if any mortgage brokers listening, when we click a, ta- a tag to their client saying that basically the file is done, it automatically sends a notice to Delighted. Delighted sends out a survey and then we get the feedback on it, which is like, it's ridiculous. It's so awesome. Now you can still go in and you know send them off one by one or upload them, but um, if you can integrate it, make it automatic, it's just a totally a no-brainer for for uh, tracking the feedback and the pulse of your business. Yeah, and that's one of the things that the big companies have been doing for a long time. You know, you might you know take a flight or buy something at a big retailer, and you'd get a survey a couple of days after the product arrives, and you know they're not sending those out manually. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's been difficult is that software has traditionally cost hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars a year to use. And, you know, we've tried to make that experience so much simpler and uh, far more affordable so that every small business and every business out there can get the power of this feedback program uh, that the big guys have uh, for very little cost and, and very little effort. You know, we have plans starting as little as $25 a month. Um, so you could pretty much get all the feedback from all your clients and know what they're thinking for, you know, 25 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we think that's a just a, a totally different sort of situation than having to sign a year, multi-year contract with one of these big customer experience companies. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. And so how can you explain maybe how the um, when people click on the different ratings, what happens? So yep. So the email has that single question of how likely are you to recommend us to a friend or colleague or just friend. And there's 10. Well, there's 11. There's zero through 10. Um, and so if you do zero, you're not very likely. And if you do 10, you're extremely likely to recommend. And what's what happens behind the scenes is that we group people into three three groups. Um, the first group is a group called detractors. And these are people who are 
either actively upset with your service or may you know talk badly about you. And those are people who rate zero through six. And so if they rate zero to six, they get a red face inside the product. And, uh, and so that's one group. Then there's passives. Passives are, are people who are, you know, probably okay with the service, but probably aren't going to jump up and down about you at a cocktail party or dinner party when the topic comes up of your business. And then nines and tens are people who are just really thrilled with the experience are going to be evangelists, um, and may, you know, actively be promoting you to folks, um, prompted or unprompted. And those are called promoters. And so there's three, there's three groups, you know, detractors, passers, and promoters. And what's really powerful is because we can bucket those folks into those different groups, the experience can be different for them depending on which score they chose initially. So if they were a detractor, after they leave a free response comment of, you know, why did you rate zero, um, you can direct them to take a certain action. And if they're promoters, you could actually direct them to follow you on Facebook or follow you on Twitter or, or share something. And so that's one of the powerful things about Delighted is because we're focused so much on this idea of getting feedback versus any question that any survey could ask, we're able to build these features that really make that experience special for taking this activity that I'm, I love your product and letting you have actually do something with that or creating a list of those people's email addresses and sending them different sort of marketing materials than you would people who are detractors. And so the NPS score that comes out of all that is is just the, uh, the number of promoters, the percentage of promoters minus the percentage of detractors. So you end up with a score between negative 100 and 100. And so over time, you want to just keep making that score higher, which would mean far more promoters and less and less detractors. Right. The pulse of your business is going well. So, and this net promoter score, so there's a whole bunch of research done on this and it's not like you guys didn't just invent this, right? Like, so maybe for the, our listeners who haven't heard of the net promoter score before, where did it, where did that idea come from? Yep. So the idea came from a uh, big consulting firm, Bain and Company. Uh, they worked with many of their fortune, you know, 100 and fortune 10 clients over the, over many years. A guy named Fred Reicheld and Rob Markey worked on it and, um, they were doing lots of research and surveys of these big companies' customers, and they found that this question was most correlated with long-term loyalty, higher overall spend, and just was the question that when people picked 9 and 10, those were the customers that were going to stick around and, and promote your business, and the people who rated really lowly were not. And so they, they started realizing that this question was a really powerful way to both identify these customers. And it was a really powerful way for them to express in their own words, what they love and don't love about your service. Mm -hmm. You know, many of us have, have seen these surveys where there's like 50 options. And it's like, how likely do you agree with this zero to five on our quality, our speed? And what if you were having a conversation with someone, you would never ask them all of those questions and say, tell me zero to five, how do you feel? Zero to five, how do you feel? You would just say, go home and you know, try that with how, your wife. You'd be like, exactly. like, what are you talking about? Right, the number would keep not, going down over time. It's just not human. You would just you. What you really would say is like, how'd it go? You know, why why weren't you happy? And you'd have a conversation. And so NPS is a is just a much simpler way to uh, and and just much more friendly way to allow customers to share what they want and and, and talk about what they want. And so we and delighted help you take make sense of all that feedback. So it isn't just, uh, you know, all these massive numbers of comments. And so big companies like Southwest and Netflix and Virgin and Zappos and Amazon and USAA all use NPS to, to help make their products better. And so it's used and trusted by, you know, lots and lots of large companies. And now lots of smaller companies are now able to use it um, 
partly because of uh, just it being around longer and, and people being more aware of it, but hopefully in some small way because of uh, products like Delighted that make it far easier for you to actually uh, do it. Mm-hmm. Totally. I, yeah, I, uh, I I think I love the thing. So here's what I'm going to just share for a minute, kind of how I integrated into my business. So if you're listening and you're like, hey, what? so what do you do with this? So the cool, the th- one of the things that I love about it is that if I get a nine or 10, I can deliver them a specific message. So if somebody gets gives me a nine or 10, I know, hey, these people are like totally dialed into our business. And I what, what I've been doing is I say, hey, look, thanks so much for your feedback. If you take a minute and go to our Facebook page and post a review, we'll send you something cool. Now, I'm only giving that message to the people who've already said that they like us. I'm not trying to bribe them into giving me a good review, right? It's not like I'm sending out an email saying, hey, give me a good review and I'll send you something. And then the eight or the seven or eights or yeah, the seven and eights, I say, hey, what will we need to do? The question is, what will we need to do to move you to a nine? And so I'm trying to get that feedback. And then if it's lower, then I can see and I can follow up with that person and make sure that the last thing I want as a mortgage broker who works with you know families and people in my community is have somebody out there who hates me and who's telling everybody to stay away from us. And so it's a really easy way for me to pinpoint those people and try to repair that you know relationship if I can. And then the other thing that you can do with this is because it's easy to sort them by, you could say, okay, you know what? Let's do an event for all of our nines and tens. These are the people that are obviously totally tuned into you and they love what you're doing. So it'd be a really easy way for you to pull those out at the end of a year or once a quarter and say, hey, let's do something cool for these guys because they're, uh, they're obviously people that are uh, you know, they're loving what we do. So, um, so what kind of offer we chatted about this and I said, Hey, can we do something cool for the people that are listening? So what kind of offer can we come up with for our listeners? Yeah. So, um, one of the things we wanted to do was make it so the, uh, folks who are listening could get started and not have to, uh, necessarily pay anything to do that and use it for a while. Um, we have a free trial, but we wanted to go beyond that. And so what we've decided to do is for anyone who's listening, who wants to give delighted a try, we want to give you a hundred dollars in credit towards your account. And so if you email us at hello at delighted.com and just mention that you heard about it on the show, um, once you sign up for a paid plan, we'll add a hundred dollars to your account. And so that first month will be free. And, uh, depending on what plan you pick, you know, you'll go through that hundred dollars in credits faster or slower, but a hundred dollars in extra value added to your account for free. Um, so hopefully that, uh, makes it even easier to decide to, to give it a shot and use it for a few months and see how it impacts your business. Totally. And if anybody else listening who knows me, or if you, Hey, you're tuned in, if you're like, Hey, I want to see how this works. If you email me, I'll actually send you a, like the survey that I send to my clients. You have to give me a, you know, don't give me a zero rating, please. Cause you're going to screw up my NPS, but you can at least look at it and say, okay, this looks and check it on a mobile phone. It looks awesome. Uh, and the last thing I want to ask you before we wrap up is, so can you share, obviously you're in the app business, you're, you're tied into sort of what's happening in the tech. Can you share an app that you love and use all the time, but not your app? Cause so obviously, you know, we want to want one extra, like a, this is like a bonus. Yeah. Uh, a product we use and, and really enjoy a lot is a company and product called Slack, S-L-A-C-K. And it's a, uh, a messaging and chat product for your own internal team. And we have some folks in the company who are remote. Um, so we're not all in the office at the same time. Sometimes we work from home. And it's just a really great way for us to keep in touch and not have to just send emails back and forth. So we have a general chat room where we can just talk about whatever is going on. And then as we're working on specific projects, we'll create different rooms and talk inside of those rooms. And one of the other really cool things is it also like Delighted integrates with a lot of services. And so when we get a new customer, uh, they it, a message gets posted. When a new support ticket comes in from a customer, we can see it in there. And so when we push new code to our servers, we get an alert. And so it's just a really nice way to have the whole team in one sort of water cooler 
even if we're not all in the same room. And uh, it's it's just been a really powerful thing to make sure we're communicating well and cuts down on the email we send. So totally. Slack is pretty cool. I, I use Slack actually. Uh, and it's great. You're, like you said, an internal intranet for communicating with your team. So if you have a team or if you're a broker with a bunch of sub brokers, it's an awesome way to uh, for everybody to get on the same page. And I totally love it. So Caleb, where can people find you online? Um, so you can find uh, us at delighted.com. And then I'm also on Twitter at Caleb Elson. So just my full name. And anybody listening to this, uh, in, there'll be links in the show notes to Delighted, as well as um, the email address that we talked about. So if you want to connect with Caleb about uh, getting hooked up on this plan, uh, dude, I really appreciate your time today. And I think you guys are doing some awesome stuff. And I hope you guys continue to crush it. Thanks, Scott. Really appreciate it. And uh, and if anyone has any questions or anything, you know, we're big, big on chatting with our customers. So feel free to shoot us a note and would love to, to help you get started using the product. Awesome. Thanks, Caleb. All right. Have a good one. If you are prepared to take your mortgage business to the next level there is only one place to go i love mortgage brokering with your host scott peckford hey broker nation scott peckford here have you joined our vip club for mortgage brokers yet if not you're missing out we share exclusive content not available on the web or the show we share scripts step-by-step guides and other insider tips to help you save time and make you more money i can't tell you how many times after i turn off the recorder a guest starts sharing some awesome advice or a script or, or a tip and I take the best of this and share it with my VIPs. If you want to get on the list, visit ilovemortgagebrokering.com slash VIP. That's ilovemortgagebrokering.com slash VIP. Oh, and one other thing. Since this is exclusively for mortgage brokers, there is a skill testing question. Good luck, and I hope you continue to rock your mortgage biz.